everyone. Welcome to Cloud and Clear. My name is Courtney Graham. I'm the Director of Sales at SADA. Today, I'm taking over for our wonderful CEO, Tony Safoyan, on today's episode of Cloud and Clear. I'm really excited about today's episode, really to talk about kind of both our newest kind of announced partnership and also how excited I am to be working with you and your team and and, and kind of the journey we're on to help you know customers grow within Google Cloud and, and definitely on SAP. Yeah, we're really excited about it as well. Uh, we see there's uh, plenty of opportunity uh, in the marketplace around SAP workloads and certainly the cloud. So uh, really excited about this. Yeah, no, well, thank, for thank you for joining me this morning. You know, I, I really wanted to dig in a little bit to kind of, you know, your background and, and how you became, you know, co-founder of ManageCore. Do you want to kind of dive into a little bit about, you know, your background and, and your passion? Yeah, yeah, certainly. So, uh, so been in the, the IT industry a long time, uh, longer than I like to admit, but, uh, been doing SAP for about 20 plus years. So been doing this a long time. Um, started out doing, you know, administration, you know, system administration, DBA work, all that kind of stuff. And then slowly got into SAP. Um, I like to tell people, you know, SAP always sounds like really hard and difficult from an application standpoint, but in reality, it's just basic building blocks of technology, like, like any other application. So, uh, but since I've been doing this a long time, um, one of the things that I've seen in this industry is, and SAP was notorious for having um, a lot of horror stories uh, back in the day with, uh, when in the heyday, I'll say in the 90s and the, in the 2000s, where there were literally hundreds of customers going live. There were a lot of, a lot of customers that had failed go lives and, you know, brought down production plants and things like that. And then certainly as that translated into ongoing support, uh, created challenges for, for a lot of, a lot of different firms. And having experienced a lot of that, uh, when we founded uh, ManageCore, one of the things we really wanted to do is we just really wanted to set ourselves apart, right? We we really set ourselves out to be the best, you know, SAP service provider we could, and really we're trying to tackle some of the the common issues that um, a lot of customers face with with outsourcing a major workload like like SAP. So things like being transparent. You know, having quality staff, you know, obviously providing that 365, you know, kind of level support, um, but really, you know, helping customers be successful. I mean, when you invested millions of dollars in a software product and it really becomes kind of the heart and soul of your business. And I tell people and all the times, you know, at SAP down, it's not like you can't email for 20 minutes or something like that. But when SAP is down, people stop producing product, selling product, shipping product. And in, in almost every case, it means millions, if not tens or millions or hundreds of millions of dollars to customers. So, so that has kind of driven my passion in the building of, of kind of managed core in general. Um, and I think we, we've, we've set ourselves on a great course trying to uh, achieve that. Goal. Yeah. You know, it, it's interesting. We, we kind of have a lot of things in common. I guess that's a, a little bit why, you know, it, it's great about our new partnership, but you know, those things about trying to be the best and, and try to pr provide that customer experience that's, you know, bar none, you know, is trying to really focus right. in on the customer. And I know there's that saying that like, you know, all, all that matters to the customers and everything else kind of dissipates after that if your focus is there. But I really feel that, you know, SADA and Managed Core are really doing, you know, very interesting, deep, deep leveled, you know, expertise uh, for both Google Cloud and SAP. And I think that's what really makes our customers stand out above their peers and kind of have that competitive advantage to your point you know if if these things are down for some of the, for some of our customers their business is down their business is not running they're not taking care of their customers Correct. and it becomes you know a disaster and so what i've seen with you know our, with our partnership specifically you know and with google cloud is 
you know, how we're really changing the game for our customers, how we're really providing that, you know, extra oomph, that, that competitive edge for them. Um, you know, on the, on the subject of, you know, being the best MSP for SAP, um, how did you get involved with, with Google Cloud and, and kind of how, what's your vision there with, with SAP on Google? Yeah, so, you know, uh, you know, I always tell people, you know, 15, 20 years ago, SAP really was only ran on premise. Uh, maybe with a handful of private cloud providers that that were out there that would host SAP systems, um, and that, that worked okay. Um, but what when you're buying infrastructure and putting in your own data center, you know, you lost some of the flexibility, right? To to procure a million dollars of hardware, you just don't turn that on overnight, right? So it took you know six months or more in some cases to go through the procurement process, getting it delivered, getting it stood up on the floor. Um, getting it installed. And so that was a long process. So along the way, obviously, the hyperscalers started supporting SAP workloads. And um, when when Google announced their partnership with SAP, I think back in 2017, we were pretty excited about that because we were looking for, I guess, the most, the most stable, the most secure, uh, uh, and, a, and a platform that not only had the flexibility to manage an SAP workload, but then also kind of offered customers something beyond that. So, uh, so we, we were a very early adopter uh, from a partnership standpoint of supporting SAP workloads on the cloud. So that, that's kind of how we got started there. And what we're seeing is, you know, Google really solves a lot of the problems that SAP customers have in a traditional on-premise environment or a, a, a more traditional colo or private cloud um, so it, it's been great, great for those that have, have taken that journey. Yeah, and I've seen the trend definitely in, in kind of the you know larger enterprise as well, looking at wh where they can kind of save costs and where <laughs> they are going to consolidate and you know move to the cloud. And I think SAP is one of those workloads where you know it's mission critical. It, it's it's global <clears throat> scale for some of these larger enterprises, right? And and the best cloud yeah. is really what the trend has been is. How are we going to get out of our data centers or our colo locations? And is it the right time now? Or what's the three to five year journey? Are, are you seeing some of that as well um, in, in your customers and your conversations? Yeah, absolutely. So, so for SAP, you know, not only are customers battling the, you know, how do I lower costs? How do I increase performance? How do I increase flexibility? But then SAP themselves have the arbitrary like deadlines. They have to get to HANA by 2027 as of today, for example, right? Um, so they're weighing all those decisions about what is what is our roadmap? Because a typical SAP customer will replace or refresh their hardware every three to five years. So every three to five years, these customers are looking at, you know, again, a million or several million dollars of infrastructure. And I think a lot of them have just, you know, looked at that long enough and said, man, we're making these huge investments. We have to put them in a data center, the support team. And we're really not getting what we want out of that infrastructure in the end. So, the, you know, a lot of the promises of the cloud um, as far as, you know, flexibility and cost containment and uh, better performance and things like that um, is truly realized by the customers we've moved to the cloud. Interestingly, you know, in the past several years, you still hear those stories, you know, I moved my systems to the cloud and I it cost me five times more. And I always look back on that and say it shouldn't have. And if it did. There's something happening there, right? You you you, you, you had to take advantage of the different building blocks that you know Google has the the correct pricing models, the right architectures, and and people have to realize that you know at the end of the day, you know 
the Google Cloud is like a bunch of building blocks, right? So you, you really need to think about what is the strategy? How do you put those building blocks together to get, you know, the, the best uh, configuration for your environment? But I can tell you, every one of our customers that we've put into the Google Cloud, they are seeing better performance. They are seeing better stability. Um, you know, ac- across the board, every one of them is is as a lower I'll call it whether you look at it from a three-year TCO or just your monthly, you know, kind of expenditures is gone down in almost every case. So the the promises of the cloud are there, provided you approach it correctly. Yeah, and what I've also seen is is in those companies also their their cultural shift, right? When when they're looking mm-hmm. at, hey, I've done this this way for so long, and I've gotten the same result, or or maybe just a one or two x increase of result. And then they've transformed right into the cloud. And, and I know that word has a lot of uh, connotation to it, but I really believe that the customers that I've seen move SAP or you know other workloads into Google Cloud have really had a cultural change too. Have you seen that as well? Absolutely. And I mean, when, I, when you talk about cultural change and going to the cloud, I think a lot of technology people, their first thought goes to, well, am I not needed anymore? Are they going to reduce headcount and things like that? And I and, and we're not really seeing that. Um, what we are seeing, though, is by the efficiencies that come to moving to the cloud, right? The administration is just easier, first and foremost. It's a little bit of a shift in some of the skill set. But what we're finding is companies are taking those same um, employees and they're redirecting that work and, and those folks into more innovative type things. Because SAP... Um, for, for example, people have expected just to run like the power company, right? Uh, and yes, you are still innovating in an SAP platform, but it needs to be up 100% of the time. And what we have found in, in talking with a lot of the customers, they found themselves when they were on premise or in a colo facility or something like that, they spend so much time and energy just managing the SAP systems to keep them running. They didn't have the time to innovate, right? So by moving to the cloud, it frees up resources it to say, you know, what are those other things that we wanted to tackle to maybe make ourselves more efficient or give our customers a better, you know, user experience um, and, and other items like that. Uh, so, so that's the first thing. The other cultural shift is the speed of delivery at which IT departments can do things. You know, I mentioned earlier that, you know, typical having a provision a million dollars worth of hardware would take six months or more. Well, now capacity is just on demand at your fingertips. So if you think of somebody saying, hey, you know, we want to do a, a proof of concept or we had this great idea, but I need a server to test it on and having to go to procurement and try to wait months to get something stood up and ready to do that test on today, we can do that in minutes. Right. Um, the next day you can have a server, you can doing a proof of concept, you can try out just a new idea and maybe if it doesn't work, you turn it off the next day. So it's given um, not only from a from a resource standpoint and refocus of, of a company's resources. But the, the culture shift that I see that I think is more exciting is it's made IT organizations more dynamic. I mean, they can really shift on the fly, change directions, and there's not a penalty. You haven't made a million dollar investment that went, oh, I don't need that. Because um, it, it, uh, just one more comment on that. I, it's amazing how many people and customers that we work with, they have literally hundreds of thousands or enough millions of dollars of equipment sitting on a floor in their own data center, not being used. And, you know, talk about a waste of capital. It's right there. We're in the cloud. You don't have to do that, 
right? Um, you only pay for what you use. And I think that's a huge benefit. Yeah. And, and I think the other you know benefit that I've seen as well has it, not just like culture shift, <laughs> but also the lines of business, you know, leaders really making changes on the application level or, you know, right. for supply chain and, and inventory specifically in SAP, right? Where, where they're now tasked with and their necks are on the line for for making sure that it's up and and that they have the budget covered and, and that they're doing things that are innovating their own line of business. And so I feel like that the cultural change has also been in the meshing of those roles, right? It's it's no longer, you know, a, a CIO leader kind of lone wolf IT org being able to take care of this. It's really a conversation across the lines of business as well. Yeah, and you know, you know, you know, we're kind of focused on SAP here, but again, the other thing I I, I really like about the Google Cloud and our customers are are all leveraging is once SAP has been moved there, those other lines of business inside of an organization, whether you're trying to improve the customer experience, so you want to do something on you know, front end for order inventory or order entry, um, whether your your marketing department is trying to do deeper analytics to understand your customers. Google has all sorts of tools and applications to help support those type of initiatives. And SAP and Google have a very tight relationship where they're integrating a lot of Google services into SAP, right? So, so think, think of where you're hosting SAP. That's just kind of the first step of the journey. And as we talked about freeing up resources, freeing up capital, freeing up, you know, uh, some of your budget and then having access to all of these other tools. For whatever you know in your mind you think is the is the next innovative thing that your company needs, um, uh, really is again at your fingertips and and, and makes customers and, and companies really dynamic. Yeah, I think that's a great segue in, into kind of why we formed this partnership between SADA and, and Managed Core and, and and kind of what's your view on really that that 360 degree view of these customers now with with our partnership and and how do you think we're making that very clear difference for our partner, for our customers. Yeah. Well, you know, just the, the little bit of industry talk, right. It's sometimes it's always hard to have partnerships in an IT, you know, in the IT market, just because there's always overlap, there's always competition, right. And, and, you know, forging partnerships where you compete is, has always been a challenge, right. So first and foremost, um, I think what we found is managed core and, and SADA, we really don't compete with each other. Right. Um, Managed Core is strictly an SAP consulting company, first and foremost. That's what we do. Um, and, S and, and SADA doesn't do SAP, right? But the common link was we both were Google partners and we both understand the cloud technology. So uh, so for us, and, and what this means is now we can actually come, come to, to market with really a holistic solution that not only tackles you know, SAP being kind of that mission critical application, which is kind of maybe the source of a lot of that data, but then marry that up with all of SADA's services that, you know, kind of leverage and exploit all of uh, Google's other product offerings, right? Um, and really bring that together in a, in a true partnership uh, where, again, as you mentioned earlier, uh, where we have the same philosophy about how do we treat customers, how do we work with them, making them successful, so I think, you know, it, it's been a great uh, relationship thus far because we come at it from slightly different angles, but with the same goal in mind. Yeah. And I want to double click on something you said there. You know, I think the the, the biggest piece that I've seen in, in our relationship and, and what we were kind of in 2019 struggling with was 
we had all these customers that were helping for all the other things except for SAP, right? And and we were really finding, uh, you know, hey, sorry, Mr. Customer, we can't help you in this area, right? Or, hey, here's a referral. Right. And I think what's great about this partnership now is with these new deadlines that SAP has out and with customers really trying to understand, especially in this pandemic and with COVID-19, how are they going to make sure that they're ahead of something like this next time? Or how are they going to have the flexibility to, you know, deal with, you know, the storms that are happening or these hundred year storms, right? Like kind of these these similar disasters we've seen over the last couple of years. And, and one thing that I think our partnership does is now we can say, yes, anything you need on Google Cloud, whether it's an you know SAP or the other wonderful products that Google has, is is now you have this full solution almost, this full you know, MSP of all the things that you might need in your environment. And, and I think that's what's really special that that I've seen. And and I think it's also the way we take care of our our customers and kind of our company cultures that are, you know, flexible, creative, you know, and those things are really driving success. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it has the last year has been very interesting because, you know, the reasons people make decisions necessarily didn't change, but it put accelerated the reason to make those decisions. Right. Because last year, you know, whether companies, um, had lost a lot of their market share and were just trying to stay afloat and looking to cut costs. That was that was a big driver last year. Um, maybe they were doing okay, but now they were trying to be more competitive in their market, right? And they were trying to be stronger and have you know better solutions than their competitors did. And then there there was also the handful of companies that in the pandemic they were actually you know doing very well and looking to how do they scale and how do they you know you know do higher volumes of, of sales than they had in the past. And that isn't just a one-prong approach to that to, to answer that question, right? So maybe it was moving SAP to the cloud as step one, but then also, well, if we're looking at a better customer experience, okay, well then maybe that meant <clears throat> better analytics to understand what are, and how our customers were purchasing. Maybe it meant a better website. Maybe it be, you know meant you know some MI or AL or excuse me AI and ML. Um, but all of these things again, Managed Core had a piece of that, but then. Uh, Saad complemented it to really give our customers a complete solution to solve those problems. Yeah, and what I've seen too in these in this in our customer base is really just the the want and the need for consulting, you know, in many different areas because of the pandemic, right? I mean, I think it really pushed <clears throat> customers to have problems where they didn't even realize they had problems, <laughs> right. and and I think it, no, it forced that kind of. Um, you know, that that forced transformation, it forced them to have to change their business, you know, dynamically and drastically to accommodate whether that was work from home or whether that was, you know, better, you know, data analytics to make decisions. I mean, I think there were so many things that it forced to make this change. And and I'm a, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm very excited to see kind of what we do this year uh, collectively together. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think what we're, we're, we're seeing as a result of that is those customers that have, have made that move to, to the Google Cloud, um, working with Managed Core and working with SADA, they're realizing the benefits of that choice, right? They're seeing that, that ability to, to pivot more quickly, to have those cost savings, to, to redirect budget when necessary. Um, and I think it's really important because, you know, although the pandemic will pass, right, there's always a new business challenge around the corner. So whether it be competition from, you know, someone overseas or other things that, that, that pop up in your industry, whatever that case might be, I think customers are, are best suited 
to create uh, an environment and be on a platform that gives them that that flexibility. Yeah. On that topic, I mean, what do you see most SAP customers asking you for, or, or why do you see them saying, "Hey, I'm going to look at this and, and I'm going to move this to Google Cloud with Managed Core"? You know, what are you seeing as that top benefit, or top couple of benefits? Yeah, so I think uh, I kind of break it down into four different categories. Uh, there's cost, there's performance, there's stability, and then there's innovation, right? And and done properly, you know, moving your environment to the Google Cloud can help in all all four of those categories. Uh, I mentioned earlier about you know these these large expenditures of capital, but there's a lot of customers that are in I'll call them private clouds. They have the same limitations of being on-prem, right? They don't have capacity of demand. They don't have great performance, right? It's still, if they want to add something to that environment, it's still three weeks, four weeks, or six weeks to deploy something, right? So so going to the cloud really eliminates these. Um, and I think, you know, people have heard so much hype about the cloud and, you know, maybe you've heard a, a, you know, a horror story or two, but the reality is, all of, of Managed Core's customers are, are seeing benefits in each of those four categories, right? They are saving money, right? They do have better stability. I mean, it's amazing to me just on the stability piece, you know, everybody in the SAP world and in IT in general, everybody's familiar with the, oh, we have the weekend outage every month, right? We need that down window because we have to perform maintenance on this or maintenance on that. In the Google Cloud, we don't have standing outage windows. We just don't. Now, it's not to say we never take an outage because there is maintenance that has to occur in the application layer and things like that. But there is no longer a standing outage anymore. Um, so from a stability standpoint and th- things like that, it's it's it, I think customers are are pleasantly surprised when they when they've moved there and realize we never go down. We've got great performance. I mean, performance in the tune of, you know, a lot of team, times in IT people measure performance in you know a percent increase. Um, we are seeing customers expend, experience a multiple of performance increase, like two, three, four times better performance, wow. not just a 20% performance increase, things like that. Again, which is incredible. Uh, I mean, there are processes in an SAP environment that literally can take 20 hours to run, right? We're reducing those to maybe in some cases a few minutes or even a few hours, but drastically reducing the run times. Again, there's huge impact to an SAP customer we can, when you can do that, um, it, it, which is really substantial. And I know we've mentioned this a couple of times, but all of this boils down to if you can make SAP more stable, cost you less money, um, and, and better performing, then every IT organization is looking to be more innovative. They just, they all, right? For whatever the reason is, whether it be competition or cost savings, whatever, Every IT organization is is trying to find ways. How do we innovate? Well, if you solve some problems with cost and the stability in the environment and things like that, you are going to just inherently free up resources, free up budget, and then you can focus those energies on those innovative things. I mean, it's just and, and I, I always tell people if you're not thinking that way, your competition probably is right. And, and it really is beneficial as an organization. You have to be thinking, how do I make myself more efficient to, to do that innovative work that is going to make us um, more competitive in our, in our industry? Yeah. And and I've really seen with a lot of our customers, too, the the highlight is after we've migrated, right? And after we're, we're yeah. not just migrating, but we're modernizing, right? And, and there's a lot of conversation in, in, the, in the upfront work, especially on the services side, where it's that, 
you know, designing, architecting, planning, you know, there's a lot more weeks that are put into that. Um, I feel like upfront with some of these lifts where we go through, you know, the, what are you doing for disaster recovery? What are you doing for production? What are you, where are you trying to build and, you know, development and test? And there's a lot more that goes into that now, I feel like before moving. And then once you're yeah. moved, it's like, ah, like, I, I can't believe it's even better than I thought it was going to be, you know? And then it's, um, yeah. and it's really from there, it's okay. Now that we've moved, what else can we do? And it's that, you know, excitement almost on what can we innovate now and how can we modernize this and, you know, what pieces do we want to, you know, change? And that's been really uh, fun for me. You know, one of the best parts of my job is the problem solving piece. I I really enjoy being challenged and having tough problems to solve. And when we get there, it's the fun piece for me and the problem solving, which is like the problem has been solved in the majority. But what else could we do to just make it just a bit better? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, you asked me about culture and, and cultural change and things like that. Um, looking back, it's interesting when we've so our customers, the I guess I'll call it the attitude and the in the feeling that we got from them when they were seeking a solution was more of we have these problems, we have these outages, we've trying to fix that, we haven't been able to do that, you know, we're trying to fix this. And it's been more of a, 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 like a burden of managing SAP. And then we've taken them through this journey, got them to cloud, created the better performance. We've, we've saved them some money along the way. And now these companies are excited because they're working on a big query project to get better analytics and they're doing these innovative things. And those are the exciting things, like you're saying, right? That's what excites IT departments and CIOs and the business unit heads, right? They're excited to move forward. And you do, you do see it's it's interesting that the way you you described it it, it is it's a transformation of the mindset even of just in this maintenance mode and this burden of having to maintain things versus now I'm I'm now I'm moving forward uh, and it's it's really enlightening to see it yeah and, and it's also enlightening to see the ideas come up where where time's given back right you talk about like the yeah. cultural piece it's. Oh, now I have an extra six hours to work on something unique and different. And where else could I go with this versus the six hours of sitting there banging my head against the wall, you know, frustrated with mm-hmm. something not working. And, and that's the piece that I've really, you know, enjoyed seeing in my customers is that, that enlightenment, enlightenment piece where it's like, what else could I do? Or, or how should exactly. I be spending this time? Or should I, you know, cross collaborate with this other team since things are going so well? It's, it's those type of outcomes that I get excited about for companies. It means potentially, you know, new new revenue growth or, you know, new ideas or new innovations that help them streamline. That's the exciting part of, of what I've seen is a lot of the benefits of that. Yeah, completely agree. So, you know, I was thinking about, um, you know, other areas of, of our partnership. And, and one area that I really thought about was specifically around the support we provide our customers. I think that's a unique area where we both really dig into to our customers. I know from from a SADA perspective, we we add in, you know, extra bodies, if you will, you know, technical account managers and customer success managers to really kind of swarm our customers with support for for Google Cloud. And I know one thing that you're very proud of and passionate about is is how you do support your customers. So how are you thinking about support or how have you seen your customers thinking about support maybe differently in, in the cloud world or or after migration? Yeah, so you know, one of our one of our, our our big mantras is we always are trying to be as transparent in everything that we do. Um, in addition to um, being proactive, obviously, and then 
making sure that our time to delivery upon requests, you know, is as, is as quick and meets whatever the business requirement is. So the, the cloud, you know, helps us on all of those fronts. Um, you know, the transparency piece is pretty straightforward because just that's really just giving our customers access and visibility to the things we do. I think that is one of the differentiators. I think a, a lot of um, consulting companies say, well, that's my intellectual property. And I don't want to share that. You know, I've always found customers, they just want to know, right? So we just, we're, we're happy to share documentation and things like that just so they know what's happening. Um, but in, in the other areas, you know, as far as like time to delivery, I, I mentioned earlier, you know, a lot of things that frustrates customers, uh, whether it be procuring hardware, things like that, when you need something to be told, okay, well, we can get you that in four weeks. You know, that just slows things down. So what the cloud allows us to do is, oh, I can deliver that maybe tomorrow or maybe even still today, right? So the, so the cloud has enabled us, you know, just basically on-demand resources. In addition, because of, of the way and the way you manage the cloud infrastructure, it's allowed us to cross-train a lot of our people. So not to say you don't need deep skills in each area, but the, the tools are such that it's easy to cross-train people. For instance, I can have one of our SAP administrators who's working on an account, and if they need to add disk, our basis team can just go and add disk. We don't have to open a ticket with another organization to say, I need to add a, a terabyte of disk to this server and things like that, which all adds delays, right? So we, we've kind of empowered our team to leverage this, the tools that, you know, the Google Cloud provides. And really the net result is, is a, a better experience for our customers. Uh, so just, as, as just one example, right? So, um, and I think our customers are seeing that. I think again, of all the other benefits they see, the speed at which now, we can deliver our services has just has, has just increased exponentially, and that translates directly into the customer experience. Yeah, and I feel like in this highly competitive environment, which is you know I'll call it like IT consulting, right? I, I feel like yeah. a lot of customers are viewing that as a differentiator because they're like if 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 I have a partner and I have a customer who supports me and understands my needs and is willing to go the extra mile for me. I'm less likely to leave them or I'm less likely to be disgruntled or when I am disgruntled and we're having a big issue, I have more empathy and more patience for, you know, my vendors. And I've seen that specifically in the Google cloud ecosystem, um, even when I was, you know, at Google. Um, but I've seen that even more at SADA where when we really dig in with a customer, when we really understand, and it's not just like, a support ticket is filed and we have no idea about their environment, right? When we really know their right. environment, we can troubleshoot quicker. We have the answers, you know, for, for a lot of those questions or even better because we have, you know, over 4,000 customers or whatever, we can see it come in where we see tickets start flying. We're like, oh, there must be an issue here with, right. you know, Google cloud or et cetera. You know, we can, we can almost like be proactive to your comment, right. And get in front of that. And I think that, is a differentiator and and a lot of people take that for granted saying all oh, support support but when when you have that mindset almost that support support you don't actually get what you want out of it and i've seen a lot more customers even with net new customers you know curious about joining you know sato or, or i'm sure managed core start asking more questions about you know what's your sla what does support mean how are you going to really help me in times of crisis because they've been burnt by so many you know companies beforehand absolutely yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 when we talk to new prospects and things like that, I, one of the things I always tell them is, you know, their experience with any consulting organization is going to be directly proportional to the people that they speak with. Right. So, and that's the other thing I, I think in, in, in the folks that we've worked with at SADA, 
I think we share that same commitment to our customers, meaning our consultants do, right? Um, so it's, it's a cultural thing beyond just the technology. I think both of our organizations are focused that way. So when our customers or your customers pick up the phone and they have to talk to, you know, one of our employees, I mean, they're getting a great experience, right? They feel uh, like they're truly being taken care of and there's empathy on the other side of the phone. Um, and, and we try to dig through these problems until they're resolved, right? Um, and, and again, it's different experience than, again, opening a ticket, getting a random person every time I, I, I call, you know, who knows where the support is coming from, you know, all the unknowns. And, and so I think it, it really is a differentiator for both of our both of our companies, and that again, that's what's making this partnership um, uh, very strong. Yeah, and I've also seen so coming from you know I've worked at very large companies for for most of my career, right? I, I worked at Oracle, I worked at Google, and now I'm at Sada, which is a you know smaller company. And what I've also seen is is the cross collaboration being faster. You know, we use Google Workspace, but you know in yeah. In our communication, in our chat, you know, I can ping the director of support and say, hey, I have a customer escalation, you know, versus it just going into a fi- filing ticket and it's just a ticket, you know, to, to everyone else. It, 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 it makes our customer service, I feel like, just that much better because we're able to troubleshoot a little bit faster. We're able to give heads up that this, you know, this customer is really important. This is the downtime that they have or this is the issue that they're running into or the bug that needs to be fixed. And we're able to collaborate, you know, even with marketing teams and, and, you know, people ops teams and whoever we need to much faster and kind of this more nimble, uh, organization. Uh, do you see that a little bit too at, at, at Manage Core? Absolutely. And what's interesting is, you know, we were trying to adopt a lot of these tools, you know, um, along the way ourselves, but I'll say that is the one thing that, that COVID itself forced everyone to do is when everyone worked from home and, and what I, what I've seen is, some companies were able to adopt to that kind of a culture and and leverage it to their benefit. And there's others that just still just use it as a utility. Um, and I think that that, again, comes down to a kind of a mindset and a culture. It's like, do you see the value and the benefit of doing this? Right. And, and leveraging, you know, all the collaborative workspaces that you that that you have and the tools that are available to us. Or are you still trying to hide from your camera and you don't like to join meetings and you, you, you don't want to collaborate and type and somebody's watching you type? So so I think that's a cultural thing. But I completely agree with you. All of that just makes you more efficient. And, and the thing that we find that's really exciting is we pull our customers into that same collaboration, right? So it's not just our internal team. Um, and, and even the tools that we use, we give our we give customer access to everything that we use. So when we're collaborating with our customers, they're seeing the monitoring environment, they're seeing the logs, we're on the, the video call, we're doing all of these things, we're working through documentation. And and what we found is it's made us more efficient. It's made our time to re- resolution go down. Um, when we first really took this on and really started collaborating with our customers like this, a lot of my team was a little nervous. They're like, well, they're going to see everything and they're going to know, well, isn't that going to create problems? And I'm like, yes. And I'm not going to say it hasn't created a couple, you know, I'll call them, you know, unique conversations, but every one of those customers is more appreciative for it, right? Because everybody in IT, we understand there's going to be problems. We're going to work through them. Uh, but again, it comes down to knowing what's happening, right? Because I, I always tell my team, whoever you're talking to on the other side of the phone, they report to someone else. Right. You know, even, even if it's the CIO, he reports to the CEO who might report to the board of directors. And if there's an issue, people just want to be informed. So all of this collaboration, you know, there's there's a lot of benefit to it. Um, 
And again, that providing that transparency to our customers uh, is just just more on top of it all. That just makes that experience that much better. Yeah, I've I laughed a little bit um, with the with the work from home that the collaboration with customers because what we've seen is we've added more customers to chat rooms and we've said, hey, it's easier. Yeah. You know, our inboxes are full. <laughs> Ping us. You know, yeah. and and. I was a little bit hesitant with that at first because I was like, what if we don't respond fast enough or the customer's expectations are, hey, if I ask you a question and you're not back to me in five minutes, you know, but what's interesting is we've kept up with it. It's just almost like a, it's built our relationship stronger and closer and we've been able to give information where, you know, they're, they're have their laptop open and they're in the console and they're like, hey, I have a question about this. We're almost in real time with them. And it's been really I would say a positive of, of the pandemic and of COVID is that that closeness to our customers where before, you know, we'd be waiting for to catch a plane and show up on, you know, on site yeah. and jump on the phone and have a whiteboard. Whereas now we're just interactive in their day to day time. Yeah, I agree. Because, you know, so so what we found on that in that same vein is 95 percent of the time we're on it immediately. They Our customers get almost get immediate response. So that 5% of the time when you're not at your desk or you're, you know, you're running your kids back and forth someplace or you're eating dinner, they're much more forgiving. And we've actually find, you know, people will say, oh, I'm sorry that I interrupt you. You know, you're free now because it's almost become this almost always on kind of, you know, environment where it's just easy to walk over, check something and do things. So um, so I've, I've actually seen because of the, the depth of our collaboration with customers now they've become more forgiving when we can't just meet something, you know, in a moment's notice, which, uh, which I think is, has been great for the relationships. Yeah. And I feel like it's made us more human. Like there's no world where I would have, you know, you've been looking in my house or I've been in yours, but now like we have been, and we have been for multiple conversations and multiple weeks and same thing with our customers, you know, you'll see my, you know, daughter come running in here and, you know, it's almost allowed us to be like, Oh, right. You know, we do have lives outside of work and and it's okay that we have lives outside of work and it's been that like human connection i felt with our customers since the pandemic that has allowed that grace and has almost given us more empathy you know as well as all the other things that have happened throughout the pandemic with lots of different topics so yeah i agree because you know we've all experienced this right the first five minutes of a lot of these sometimes these uh, video calls hey what's that in the background what's that picture and oh did you go to ohio state and you know it, you, you you actually get to know a lot of your customers better than just walking in their office like we did in the past. And you go to a conference room and you leave, right? Yeah. You you get to kind of learn about people. So I I think that has been a, a, a side benefit of all of this. Um, and again, it helped make these customer and you know, vendor relationships much stronger. Yeah, and I see the creativity as well. Uh, one of my customers yesterday uh, had his background change. <laughs> And it's a, it's now an ongoing joke. He'll change his background and he makes people guess at yeah. what it is. And for him, it was like a video game in Star Wars was his background. And the previous day, it was some other really awesome, uh, you know, topic. And it was, it made the first five minutes even more conversational and more connecting because we we're able to talk about his background or, um, Kevin on our team has guitars hanging behind him. And I would have never known he was a musician outside of the guitars hanging yep. behind him. And, and it's just really nice to yep. be able to feel, closer and more connected to the people you talk with day in and day out. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So as we kind of think about, you know, all the topics we've talked about is, is there one particular thing that you would want to, you know, bring up or kind of touch on uh, while we wrap up here? I, I guess my, my, the one thing I would just say is, you know, if, if people are watching this and they haven't, you know, 
thought about the cloud or, or taken any steps toward a cloud journey, I think it really is in their best interest to to pursue that, right? And just and just learn more and, and talk to uh, and not just be self promoting about managed core Asada, but talk to uh, you know people who have actually done this work, um, have a track record of some success, and and can give you real life examples of the benefits of all, all what we've talked about the last you know twenty or thirty minutes. Because I think there are still a, a, a kind of a large segment of people out there that go, oh, the cloud's not for us and we're not ready. And and I think it's more of a mindset and, and maybe, you know, dispelling some, you know, incorrect, you know, uh, beliefs that are out there about the cloud and and kind of the what's possible. Right. Um, because, again, I, I don't know. There is not a single customer that we've helped move to the to the cloud that has regretted it. Um, and qu- quite to the contrary, I think if you talk to every one of our customers, you know, they would just sing the praises of, of that decision they made and why they made it and the benefits they've got since for it. So, so I guess my, just my, my one comment would be is if you haven't at least investigated the cloud and, and moving certainly SAP or other workloads there, I think it's well worth your time to, to at least take that journey a little bit, learn a little bit more and talk to people who's been successful at it, right? Sometimes people are willing to read the article about the horror story. And then shy away from it. Well, don't read the horror story. Go talk to people who've been successful and find out what did they do and how do they approach it um, uh, to, to realize the benefits that are truly out there. Yeah, I think you make a good point there, which is since the pandemic has hit and the um, economic impact of the pandemic, the issues that were, you know, cultural as well within like the US and, you know, UK, et cetera. When you have a global company, you have to be thinking, if this all happened again and it was five times worse, would I be ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think right. a lot of these businesses, the answer is no. And I think it's going to change fundamentally how companies look at budgets, how they look at folks visiting their headquarters, how they look at all of these different pieces. And and what makes cloud very unique is you can access it from anywhere. So Correct. you don't need the same, hey, I need those 10 guys in my data center at this place, right? The, the other piece of that that is very important is, you know, Amazon, Microsoft, Google, they're spending billions of dollars trying to be the best in technology, whether that's building the best data centers, building the best products, mm-hmm. having the best experience. And if you're, you know, a mid-sized company or, or even, even a large company, you're not going to have that capital to go spend billions of dollars on your data center, making sure it's the most secure, the most reliable, the most scalable, you know, you're not going to build underwater sea cables and all of this infrastructure that the cloud mm-hmm. vendors are putting on, right? And, and and building into. And I think that's why you'll see this trend and a lot of the organizations and magazines, you know, CIO magazine and others are saying the trend is, you know, the next five or 10 years, there's going to be a, a right sizing, if you will, where probably 80, 90% of workloads will be on, on one of those three clouds or, or, you know, Alibaba, et cetera, you know, and, and, everyone else is going to, you know, there might be some hybrid cloud or some smaller part of private cloud, but that trend is going to flip. And so, you know, I would agree with you 100% mm-hmm. that if you haven't looked at it, you need to. And, and if you aren't moving towards it, you don't want to be left behind because of it. Yeah. I just, one last comment on that, because, you know, I mentioned that you're, what is, what are your competitors doing? Right. And I know our customers are feeling really strong in their position around the things of, having the budget to do these innovative things, being dynamic, I can ramp up and ramp down or scale up or scale down as needed. 
right? That flexibility, like you said, if, if, if another pandemic hit, how would you handle that? Could I move workloads around the globe? Could I, could I you know, ramp something up very quickly? And I think our, our customers that are in the Google Cloud are all experiencing that and they're seeing the value of that. So I think they all feel like they have a leg up on their competitors who aren't. Yeah. So I think you need to ask yourself, yeah, where are you at in that journey? And are you as dynamic and competitive from an IT posture as other people in your market? And if you if you can't say the answer to that is yes, you really need to start looking at some options. Yeah, I couldn't agree anymore. Um, this has been really great to have you on today. I really want to say thank you for taking the time. I feel like we've talked around, you know, different topics around leadership, around passion, around, you know, SAP and Google Cloud. And I couldn't be more excited for what we have in front of us. So thanks again, Frank, for coming on. And I really appreciate your time and really appreciate your partnership with us at SADA. Great. Yeah. Thank you very much again. I was glad you invited me. So it's uh, been been fun today. And uh, again, look forward to continued uh, work with uh, SADA. Awesome. Thanks, Frank. Thank you for listening to Cloud and Clear. Check the show notes for links to this week's topics. And don't forget to connect with us on Twitter at Cloud and Clear and our website, sada.com. Be sure to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app.